It was 3.05 p.m. when Tim Snow's last table showed signs they were getting ready to leave. He'd never seen these men in arts before, and he would have remembered them if they always took a limousine to brunch. Tim knew they were from out of town because one of them asked for an ashtray when they sat down. He couldn't remember a time when people still smoked in restaurants in California. They were celebrating the youngest one's birthday and even suggested that Tim might make a good gift for the birthday boy. He enjoyed flirting but was startled when the bald guy winked and said, Meet us at the Eagle Tavern in a couple of hours. I'll make it worth your while. Hmm. FBI? It looks like you're in trouble now, Tim, Artie said when he processed the credit card behind the bar. Huh? Tim usually paid little attention to his boss when he started rambling. Don't get too excited about handcuffs, dear. His initials spell FBI, that's all. Tim was still smiling at the foursome and trying to accept their offer to meet them as mere flattery. He hadn't seen his tip yet. What do you say, Artie? Nothing. Hey, I knew they were running up quite a bar tab, but you sold them a bottle of our best champagne, too. Whatever you're doing, keep at it. Well, I'm not doing anything special, Artie, Tim protested. It's the youngest one's birthday, and they're visiting San Francisco for a long weekend. I offered Tim a slice of cake. I was going to stick a candle in it and ask Viv to play happy birthday, but she must be on another break. He declined anyway. Too many carbs, I suppose. He hardly touched his food either. They must all be on liquid diets. Hmm. The birthday boy is a cutie, Tim. Never mind, Artie. You know I'm not into chicken. You could do worse, Artie persisted. Besides, it might help you stop mooning over Jason if you'd get laid once in a while. I do get laid once in a while, and I'm not mooning over Jason. Tim didn't want to talk about Jason, especially not at work. When did you become such a matchmaker anyway? Oh, he's always trying to fix me up too, said Jake, the other waiter. Every time a guy comes in with a tattoo or any visible body piercing, Artie's trying to marry me off just because I like them on my own body. Doesn't necessarily mean... You better be careful, Jake, Tim interrupted. I've heard of teenagers getting their braces stuck together when they kiss, but I'd hate for you to get your elbows wrung tangled up by uh, some hot studs Prince Albert. Don't start with me, Tim. I'm not the one who chipped a tooth at blow buddies. I don't want either of you two boys to start, Artie scolded. I'm telling you, Tim, I can't always arrange the schedule so that you and Jason never see each other. One of these days you'll have to work together again and you're going to have to get over this. Is that what you're doing? You're arranging the schedule to spare my feelings? Don't worry about me, Artie. I'm, I'm fine. Tim picked up a tray and went back to clear the glasses and coffee cups from his last table. He was feeling irritable now, but 
He smiled when he picked up the signed credit card slip and found the crisp hundred-dollar bill beneath it. Tim glanced up to see two of the men standing out on the sidewalk smoking cigarettes. Thanks for everything, Tim heard a shy voice behind him. It was the birthday boy coming out of the restroom. Judging from the way he walked, he'd either had too much to drink or his black leather boots were a birthday present he hadn't broken in yet. Happy birthday, Tim told him again, and enjoy the rest of your stay in San Francisco. Won't I see you later? My uncle said you might be able to join us. Uh, I, I, I think we're headed someplace south of Market. Oh, maybe. Tim left it at that. He didn't want to encourage the kid. 